In this episode, an insight into how the travel sector will recover in the aftermath of the coronavirus and who will be on the move first, the animals venturing into towns and the tourism ad inspiring a country to dream. Welcome to the new daily War Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. And we will finish this episode with that ad. It is Kim and Phil with you and in upgraded premises. I know. I'm out of the closet, so to speak. (laughs) I'm out of the pillow fort as well. And um, I've sort of found some acoustic foam stuff. And I'll have to put a photo up in the show notes. I've built a box. Yes, so you have. I'm out of my pillow fold and I'm in my box. Okay, I've moved from the left-hand side of the wardrobe to the right-hand side of the wardrobe. Okay. <laughs> but I've got something far more professional looking. So, yeah, we should share those before and afters for you in show notes. But we're delivering our daily update on how COVID-19 is affecting the places we love to travel to, despite the fact we can't leave our home. Phil, take it away. All right, Kenya has banned air, land and rail travel to Nairobi, while Thailand has extended their ban on incoming commercial flights until the 18th of April. While cases of the virus have dropped in Germany, sadly, the number of cases and fatalities in Italy has risen. But there are continued silver linings as we battle through this. With no tourists in Japan or Thailand, several monkeys and deer have been roaming the streets. Yes. Oh, look, I saw that in London too. There were like 20-odd, I was going to say 20-odd thousand, total exaggeration. (laughs) I told you a million times, don't exaggerate. (laughs) But even 20 in a suburban street looks, looks huge. And people also around the world are rediscovering hobbies like drawing, writing. What about Alex who works for us? I know his drawings are pretty good. I reckon it's I reckon it's a prank. He's, he's going to reveal in a couple of weeks that it's not him at all. I know he's uploading these 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 fabulous drawings, and it's like, oh come on, mate, you've got to have copied that. Incredible. So either drawing, writing, or picking up an instrument. They're also coming up with great ideas to keep travel alive. Our team member Ellen in the US knows of someone currently self isolating in place, sheltering in place in California who's doing spring break around the world with a six-year-old. They pick a country each day, watch a movie, explore YouTube videos, and then do, you know, one of the sort of traditional authentic meals uh, from that country every night. And then her daughter makes a scrapbook for each country they've virtually visited. How cool is that? Now, I can't imagine you doing that with your two kids at the moment, but have you (laughs) picked up a hobby? Can I just say homeschooling wasn't going well today? (laughs) Have you picked up a hobby? No, yeah, doing a bit of home renovation stuff. So that's about all at the moment. I do keep looking at keyboard, which is sitting in the corner here, and I should try and pick that up again. Oh, but I'm not good. You're never going to hear me play. I'm hoping. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have learnt to open a, um, a stubby of beer with a spoon. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just back up a minute, all right? First of all, a stubby is a very Australian word, right? So that's a bottle of beer, right? A bottle of beer, yeah. Yep. Well, we have the bottle opener. Yeah. In our van, yeah, which also has the the thing that you take the lids off bottles with. Yeah. So it's not inside. So <laughs> So it's parked out in the street and you're too lazy to go out and get it. Pretty That's much. To me, right? Pretty much. So I, I was taught how to sort of hold the bottle against your chest and flip lid up with a spoon. 
I need you to film yourself doing that and put that in show notes, please. Totally. <laughs> More than happy to. First time Great. I tried it, I cut myself. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm expecting some horrible incident requiring, you know, hospital admission. Look, how long can this go on for? Please, we all are wondering, <laughs> when can we travel again? I am very good at that and what it may look like. Zoran Petrovic is a writer and he works in the travel sector in Croatia. So you and I checked in with him to hear his thoughts. I do, yeah, we, we have a, a hospitality management consultancy company. We have a wine and cheese bar in Split and, uh, of our own. And then we have a hotel, which is now in the pre-opening phase that was supposed to start operating uh, mid-May. And that is now being postponed. Uh, now, uh, you said when the world gets back to normal, I really don't think we are going back to what we had before. And uh, how different it's going to be really depends on how long, uh, how long this disruption, this discontinuity lasts. You know, when we are talking about all industry and uh, hospitality, and uh, I mean hotels in particular, uh, it really depends in which segment. Uh, what, what is their what is their what is their uh, target market? So those who are fo- who are focusing on the on the on the so-called mice segment, you know, the meetings, incentives, conferences, and events are going to have an incredibly difficult time. I think a, a lot of it will have to do uh, with managing reputations, both for countries, for companies, for hotel industries, for the hotels itself themselves, because um, it, it, it's just so much uh, so much unknown. When you say the the mice um, market will be struggle to come back quickly, do you think there may be a faster recovery in other parts of the uh, other segments? The business travel obviously will first come back, right? I mean, the uh, people who have to travel for business will be the first to come back to travel. That's no no brainer. But then also uh, middle uh, upper middle and uh, entry luxury level people who are uh, who have steady incomes, uh, they will be the first one to to start traveling again. Now, this is the thing where, depending on how we resolve this crisis, they might uh, stay steer away from the big cities. They might steer away from the big crowds and look for more more remote uh, yet accessible uh, uh, destinations. Something that is still within one. Uh, one maximum two flights away, um, but preferably one flight to. And but it, it it has its own privacy and it's uh, less less crowded. I think that people are more than ever going to be driven by the uh, prevention emotions of safety and security, and um, uh, it might uh, it might be a while before people really kind of go out exploring the world as they did. We launched our podcast series with the episode on Croatia and and it was exploring the idea that we are loving countries to death and we were looking at your country in particular with the influx of cruise ships and, you know, party boats and you were at one point looking at like you would lose your um, UNESCO heritage listing for Dubrovnik. Yes. What do you want for your country when it does return to Air quotes, normal. <laughs> that's, that's a big one. Um, I would definitely like that we uh, move past the CNN segment and uh, focus a bit more on the 
uh, currently on the health side of things, on the well-being side of things. Even uh, before this crisis, it was one of the largest moving, it was one of the biggest trends in the industry. And uh, we are perfectly positioned to, to jump on that wave uh, because we do have a, an extremely uh, clean clean country, you know, and um, have some real natural advantages being, or geographical advantages being located literally in the heart of Europe. And here I'm talking, for example, these 600 uh, uh, different medicinal herbs that, that exist um, uh, in Croatia that are used uh, traditionally, reviving some of those uh, practices and then bringing them forward because um, it uh, it will it would both change the uh, the type of guests that come and uh, it would uh, it would re- uh, it would offer uh, broader opportunities uh, for us in in terms of uh, off season. I, I I never try to remove completely one segment of the industry because it does still bring people around. I hope that uh, it's. Still not going to take that long yeah. before we start traveling because it, it was one of the hallmarks of, let's say, post Second World War world. world. Mm. You know, I think if there is something, you know, people would usually say, "Oh, the the the, the fourth revolution, the inter- internet, the introduction of all, you know all, all of these things are the the defining moments of the post Second World War." For me, it's the traveling. You know, we have. I think 1.4 billion people traveled last year between countries. How the world will look like if we stop traveling? That just kind of erects new borders. And it's going to be interesting how we're going to break those borders down. Psychological borders. And um, and I really hope for the sake sake of the world that uh, we continue traveling soon again. We'll share a couple of articles Zoran has written because he had a lot more to say and there's also great insight in how the travel industry and sector will recover. Now, we don't know how, but we do know it will. And like the South African ad the tourism board created that we shared with you a few Mm -hmm. episodes ago to remind people that we will be on the move again, let's leave you with a similar ad playing right now in Portugal. Bye. Bye. It's time to stop. It's time to look out for each other in the distance. Time to stare humanity in the eyes. To take a break for the world. It's time to stop. Time to make a pause so we can play again. To think of everyone and meet no one. To reset, recenter, switch off, to move on. Time to change our little world to calibrate the path of mankind. It's time to stop. We are meant to connect and we are stronger together. But separated, we are today more united than ever. And for now, our main strength is to be apart. It's time to stop. Nature, landscapes, beaches and monuments aren't going anywhere they will still be there waiting for a better time to be lived. And we must do the same for a while. It's time to stop. The perfect time not to visit anything. Sometimes to rise is to stand still. It's time to stop. 
stop and think of ourselves. Think of everyone else too. It's time to stop and refocus as a whole for all. It's time to understand and respect our times. Respect one another. The faster we stop, the sooner we will bond again. It's time to dream of those amazing days to come. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.